is our third communion. Will you come forward with your true sinister accounts? I am the Collector, a conduit working for something much greater. Thank you for those making offerings and joining our movement. This work that we devote ourselves to is so very important. Our first offering for this communion comes from Offerer 008, Norfolk, the United Kingdom. My name's Um, I grew up in Norfolk, which is on the east coast of England. And um, my parents own this house out in a sleepy, small little village, very kind of rural, very country. So growing up in this small little village community, uh, it was a little boring at times when I was a kid. Uh, and definitely when I kind of moved into my slightly more rebellious teenage years, I was often looking for ways to just pass the time on those kind of long summer days through the school holidays uh, when there was nothing to do. Me and my best friend at the time were always looking for things to do and ways to get away from our parents. Now my best friend, she was really into all things spooky, creepy, she loved Halloween, loved dressing up, all that kind of stuff. So she had suggested that we start hanging out at the graveyard, which actually turned out to be a really great spot for us at that age because it was often really quiet. There weren't that many people there. Um, and we could just kind of go hang out and smoke some cigarettes that I stole from my brother. Um, and there was no one really kind of watching over us, I guess. Uh, so it was the perfect place for us to spend time. But there was this one evening where we accidentally kind of stayed a bit later than usual. And I guess it must have been towards the end of the summer holidays. Uh, usually we just went in the daytime and it was, you know, bright and sunny and peaceful and quiet. And I think we just got lost in conversation and we ended up staying after sunset and there was this real sense as soon as darkness kind of fell that the atmosphere of the graveyard really changed. I It kind of sent a chill down my spine because I realised what a creepy place it was at night and my friend at the time could kind of see this switch in me that I was really quite uncomfortable and she kind of said to me hey look it's fine we we come here all the time it's no big deal and like what's the worst that could happen everyone here is already dead right they're all in the ground it's a cemetery like come on and I kind of laughed it off because um, I saw her point and you know we we kind of continued hanging out um, and decided to stay a bit longer uh, and then it was then that I kind of looked over to the other side of the cemetery and I could see through the fence line that there were these two kind of really small pinprick red dots and I just never seen them there before and I couldn't figure out what they were. Uh, I tried pointing them out to my friend but it took her a little while to see them because they were so small and eventually she was like, oh yeah, I can see them too. Actually, that's weird. They kind of look like eyes and I think she was saying it just to freak me out because she knew I was 
struggling with how creepy the graveyard was, but um, as she was saying that, the two lights or the eyes, you know, they, they started to grow and get bigger and it was like they were coming towards us. And I think it was that moment where she saw they were getting bigger and she actually started to freak out a bit as well. And so we were both kind of panicking then at this point and thinking, that doesn't seem right. I think maybe we should start to head home now. Uh, so we kind of started packing up our things, uh, the whole time keeping like half an eye on what the hell was happening with these red lights and they were just coming closer and closer and closer and we still couldn't really figure out exactly what they were. So we grabbed our stuff and um, we just decided to, to run because at this point we were really freaking out. And the second we started to run, we heard this ear piercing, oh, I can't even, I can't even describe it. It was like this high pitched animalistic scream. That just came out of nowhere. And it was, it deafened me. Like I couldn't hit anything else. And I was, running like it felt like running for my life out of this graveyard um I couldn't even hear myself like panting as I ran it was just the sound of this scream following me the whole time and we didn't slow down until we hit the main kind of village and we could see you know like the lights pouring out from the local pub and there were people milling around and we felt a little bit more like safety in numbers I guess and we finally stopped to catch our breath and it was then that I realized that whilst we'd been running and hearing this awful scream sound, that it hadn't it hadn't really like dissipated as we were running. It kind of followed us the whole time. I've never had that situation where I'm like running away from something and it feels like it's it's staying with me the whole entire time. Um I just I can't I can't describe it accurately enough. We decided to go back to my friend's house after that because we we just wanted to be inside where we could lock doors essentially, and um, and I told her that I was staying um, over at her house that night because there was absolutely no way in hell um, that I was going to walk back through the village um, in the dark by myself after what we just witnessed. So we went back to her place, and I I don't think I honestly slept a single second of the whole night. I just lay there awake, replaying everything that had happened to us. The next morning, I kind of walked home and my dad was already in the kitchen making coffee. I think I must have looked like I'd just seen a ghost because he was asking me like what was up and what had happened and was I okay? And that's when I told him the story of what had happened in the graveyard like I'd seen these red lights and there was this crazy scream and we had no idea where it had come from and he kind of didn't say anything for a while he just kind of sat and was staring straight ahead and I was like dad you know like what what's going on like what why do you look so worried and um, he said, well, that's not the first time I've heard that story. He told me that 30 years ago, when he was in school, he remembered kids telling that exact story about 
red lights in the distance that looked like um, eyes, and then this like head-splitting scream that comes out of nowhere. It was so uncanny the way that the stories matched. But that wasn't even the weirdest part. Is he told me um, that the stories all had happened in that specific graveyard in that spot where we'd been sitting. I just I. I don't even know how to make sense of that. Our next account comes from Offerer 009, Vermont, the United States. This is and this is my true story about the mannequin in the basement. When I was a toddler, no more than three years old, my family and I lived in a small rented house in Vermont. There are a few things I remember about it. A spiral staircase, a large field, the cold cement floor in my bedroom, and part of the house that I was strangely drawn to, the basement. I wasn't still in a wanderer, and I also didn't mind being alone. Both of those qualities made the basement a sort of getaway. I wasn't allowed down there by myself, but a handful of times I was able to sneak my way down there. I remember crawling down the stairs like they were a ladder, being overly cautious of falling down, as I had done a couple times before. Sometimes I would hear mumbling coming from somewhere in the basement, but it was too quiet for anything to be discernible. When I got to the last step and turned around, I would see her over in the corner, a mannequin with blonde hair with an expressionless face. All I would think is that she looked like the mannequins in JCPenney or Kmart. I never once thought it was odd she was there. Some basements have exercise equipment. We had a mannequin. Years later, and living in a different home, I decided to bring this up to my mom. Mom, why would we have a store mannequin in our basement? My mom just gave me a strange look and laughed and said, Honey, we never once had a mannequin in any one of the places we have lived in. To this day, I have no idea what it was that I saw. Investigator. I've been going on ghost tours investigations for a decade or so now. One place uh, I was able to investigate was the Boggo Road Jail up in Brisbane. This prison was built back in 1883 and was only closed in 2002 uh, due to the prisoners complaining about the living conditions, which is pretty crazy. It was running for a whole 109 years. Yeah, it hadn't changed much since the day it had opened and so there was probably definitely some things worth looking into. One evening I was able to get myself access to the jail. Uh, normally you need to be on a guided tour but um, I was friendly with someone who had access to the jail and um, let me in on a night there was no tours running. Uh, I'd never investigated by myself before but I was definitely eager to try 
and got access to Division 2, where, to my knowledge, is where the female prisoners were kept. I set up multiple audio recorders, uh, took EMF readings, and set up a laser grid with a camera capturing the hallways. I got to the jail just after 10pm. I feel after a while of waiting, it must have been around 1am, when I heard, coming from a row of cells towards the back of the building, a soft whistle. I grabbed one of my audio recorders to capture what I was hearing, but of course it stopped. I slowly approached closer to the back of the building where the sound was coming from, and I asked, is that you I can hear whistling? Would you mind doing it again for me? Then just as I asked, I heard this. I've included the audio for the collector to play. Is that you I can hear whistling? Would you whistle again for me, please? This was a pretty cool find. It was a little unsettling, um, just because whatever was whistling knew I was there um, and it was able to understand me. The next thing that happened, uh, though, <laughs> it made me um, pack up and leave straight away. I wanted to get um, some more recordings of what was down there, so I um, went further into the prison um, and picked a cell at random to try and figure out where this whistling was coming from and get a better recording of it. It was pretty uh, silent in there. You hear the old car drive past, but other than that, it was dead silent. After 20 minutes of me sitting in that cell, nothing happened. So I pack up um, all my stuff, uh, getting the stuff out of the cell, ready to go home. As I um, grab all my stuff to leave and I'm walking towards the doorway of the cell, this figure darts across the doorway. And like, it startles me, for starters. Like, there's not meant to be anyone else here. And then, like, as I'm collecting myself, I realise it was in, like, looking like a guard or something. There's just not meant to be anyone else here. So I stick my head out to see where he'd gone, and he was, he was just gone. The guy that let me in said I was there by myself and just to shut the door behind me as I left. So um, I checked the cells uh, around where I was just in case he was doing a walk around or like doing whatever but he wasn't in the cell block I was in but he couldn't have got out it was just not possible that he could have walked or run even fast enough for me to not notice him and he was like as real as you or me just wearing like a khaki uniform I grabbed all my stuff grabbed all my stuff from the other hallway as well um, packed up and went home and then um the next day, I was just Googling the prison again and um, looked at what the guards were wearing back in the day when the prison was operational. And they were wearing the same khaki-coloured uniform as the guy I'd seen last night. Thank you to offer 008, 009 and 010. Join them by making an offering. Email your audio recording to the offerings podcast at gmail.com or follow the link in the podcast description. Please join me in spreading the offerings. It's extremely important that these accounts are heard. You will all see in time. It's coming. Let it in. Record your sinister accounts. Make 